0: I don't think I need to tell you what that song is. That's Miriam McCable with Pata Pata, a worldwide hit, back in 1967. And how's that for standing the test of time? And I bet it got you going, eh? Well, if you're bopping around, you could just sit down now and listen. <laughs> well, as you know, we've been celebrating Hem- Human Rights Month here on Otherwise, talking to women's rights activists. Well, while Mama Africa may not technically have been an activist for women's rights exactly, just the very fact of who she was, what she achieved as a human being and as a woman made her an activist and a role model for so many South African women. In fact, she once said of women who were imitating her look, she said, I see other black women imitate my style, which is no style at all, but just letting our hair be itself. They call it the Afro look. Well, there you go. Very, very humble. Well, as you know, Mary McCabe died back in 2008, age 76. friends still singing, proving the longevity and timelessness of her talent. And on Human Rights Day last week, Makeba was declared posthumously the recipient of the National Heritage Council's Ubuntu Honour for 2013. And um, tell us a little bit about it. We're going to be talking in a minute to advocate Sonwabili Mankotua. Uh, but before we do, we've got Zenzile Li on the line, who is, in fact, uh, Mary Makeba's granddaughter. Zenzile, Hai. Hi hi how are you i'm very well lovely to have you with us thanks i'm Thank not sure if you were me. able well it's our pleasure i'm not sure if you were able to hear a little bit of putter putter there that we paid for
1: I your grandmother it, but yeah but i, I bet
0: you it. i bet you grew up with that music
1: pardon
0: did you grow I up of, with that my
1: line is very bad okay actually. um what were you just saying
0: i was saying did you grow up with that music
1: I can't hear you. Can you repeat yourself? I'm so sorry. The line is really bad. Don't worry.
0: Tell us a little bit about what you remember of your grandmother.
1: Um, I remember her raising me because my mother passed away when I was very young. So she took the role that my mother uh, would have taken if she was alive. I mean, I remember so many things. There's so many things that that I I remember. she, She practically raised me so my whole life. So...
0: Did you yes. when when she was raising you was song some one of the things that you remember? Do you remember her singing?
1: Yes, sir. My first moments with her was when I was eight years old. I think it's on YouTube. My mistake. I did not mistaken. At the Sea Jazz Festival, you know, she used to take us on tour. Yes, yeah, she was a musician and um, she was in Excel. So everywhere she went, she had to take it. Since my mother passed away, my my brother. So one day when she was performing, when I was eight, I just ran off the stage and I sang Pato with her and another thing that she had taught me. So music was always, uh, you know, a part of my upbringing with her uh, in terms of live performance and just singing at home for every occasion like, like we do in Africa, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, look, big memories, strong memories, and, and iconic memories, not just for you, but for the whole world. It's quite a moving thing to hear you there talking about singing Pata Pata with her. But, you know, we, she, I said right at the beginning that she was an activist in so many sense, senses. Aside from imbuing you with a love of music, what Sorry, other. Sorry,
1: can you, you hear yourself? Okay. I can't hear you. What Besides,
0: else What else do you remember about her, aside from the love of music and the singing?
1: I remember her the way I think a lot of people remember her, being a very humble person, uh, loving to cook food, loving fashion. You know, uh, she said that the story of her fashion design, you know, when she was younger, before she was an exile, before I was born, and she used to sing with the Manhattan Brothers. Um, she did not have money to buy beautiful expensive dresses and so she made her dresses from curtains and uh, then she continued even when she got to a level she could she just always made her stuff with unique material mixing fabrics from around the world once she was in exile so I remember the food she made great food she made a great pepper which a lot of people remember as well worldwide Um of some chilies <laughs> and uh, she loved to cook so I remember that, and she loved people. Uh, she loved getting together with people and entertaining, and and, and and that's basically it. You know, she was a grandmother to me yeah. more than anything else.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, you know, I'm sure, especially since she's died, that you've had an opportunity perhaps to look back on her life. She had a very tough start in life at the age of, I think, when she was just a baby. she She went to prison with her mother. Um and I think that she you know she used to help her mother clean houses. She was somebody who came from a very poor background. Did she talk about those early days?
1: She talked about everything like I said. she raised me, so it's like it's like your mother or your grandmother even more than i mean if your mother then your grandmother's there, she becomes like your confidential mother, and I became that to her as well too so um I mean. Oh. What I could, what I can say today, um, I mean, it's a mark almost five years on the ninth of November, two thousand and thirteen, that she would have passed. Sixteenth of July, um, nineteen sixty-three, she did that speech at the United Nations against uh and for human rights and justice for all people. Um, this year marks the fiftieth anniversary of that, um, and uh, the family is actually organizing. Something to celebrate with the world, uh, that's historical speech. So, you know, I, I can't say further that, well, that in the grapevine worldwide, I think everybody knows there's a problem with our legacy. Um, that's something that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. But we had to deal with that, the family, um, with my brother and myself, and she survived by three great grandchildren. Um, one called Lindelani uh, and Ayanda and Kwame, and she survived by them. Kwame was six months when she passed away. as the youngest great grandson, and Ayanda was uh, a little bit younger. I mean, not younger than Kwame. She was a little older, and my oldest son was 13 when she passed away, and you know now he's in match he's 17. So. Mm-hmm. But there's a problem with Mama Mama's legacy, and I, I'm very honored that uh, they gave the Ubuntu Award to her. Mama um, Winnie Mandela spoke uh, of her and all the other people that spoke of her. But I think the best award that the country could give her is to acknowledge that there's a problem with her legacy, not only hers, but legacies of people before her, um, and in terms of the music industry. And also, if we don't use this opportunity... To resolve her problems, Um, I don't think people will have hope. She was just on Google, if you noticed. I mean, that's... Yeah. So people won't have hope if we don't acknowledge that um there's a problem with her yeah. Uh, yeah. legacy. The website, www.miramakeba.co.ca, I've said it before on SAFM, it's fraudulent. And, uh you know, our names are there, but we have no access to emails being sent to us. Um her intellectual property rights are being claimed by people who do not own the rights, including a trademark, a company called c m d for music. They don't own the rights, so there's a problem Which obviously the justice system. We have to go to the high court uh, to resolve that matter because since she passed away, her direct family i mean even her the minor beneficiaries, her great grandkids have benefited nothing from her legacy. Um, the people who claim uh, to, to, to own the rights today are still doing whatever they're doing, which they've done to many other artists. For me, that's a form of apostate mm. in a democratic society.
0: Since uh, if, anybody, intellectual
1: property. Yeah.
0: if anybody would like to know more about this particular issue, how can they reach you or what would you like them to do?
1: If they want to reach me within this, uh, I'm 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 busy in the process of setting up an, an official website, which is done by the family and and not just in the sense of the family. We actually, the family own her trademark rights for the world. Um, uh, we have a certificate, whereas there's a pending application that the Cable Trust uh, claims to have, which has been pending for more than. Uh, 10 years, I think it was filed by Weatherwinds or Bowens. They were the address of service at the NCPO, which is now CIPC.
0: So, they still so, made the so, application, so and, then, and then in to terms later, of the acts. Yeah.
1: Uh, they 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 can't even they have to dissolve that application. Yeah, then so, Zile, I don't
0: I don't know if we've got time to get all the details because I can hear it's quite complicated and I can also hear that it's particularly sore. So briefly, how can people get in touch either with you or with somebody to find out more?
1: Well, I'm like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna be up here this week. um Um which I think will be. Uh, much more presentable for what she represented because she was not only a singer, an activist you know, but she was also a person that believed in, in social development and she helped a lot of people. She was a follow, um so she, she we she has she left behind a lot of social projects which I feel that the site that's up right now it, it presents her as a product. Yeah. I know everybody's into branding, but you know really She's a she's a she's an icon, and even if she wasn't, I don't think that people should um should abuse people's rights that way. So. Yeah. That's the situation.
0: Yeah, well, as you say, she has been awarded, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that uh, just in a minute, well, particularly, you know, the social projects that you talk about that perhaps haven't been given as much space as they should. But, Denzilia, the line is not great, so we're going to leave it at that, but I am going to repeat the website, which is <laughs> Org. It's not uploaded yet. It's going to be uploaded this week, and they
1: can get all the information. Regarding the Miriam McCabe rights, the true information, number one. Number two, uh, they will get all the information regarding all the social projects and whatever anyone wants to contribute. And a little update also on the, 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 the 50th anniversary event, which we're okay. putting together. Okay, so we'll uh, be able to find the, it online next different, week. Different people.
0: Okay, so that's as of next week, and if it's not there, just keep trying because it will be, and that's org.
1: Thank you
0: very, thank very you. much thanks and have very a wonderful
1: much. rest of the day and, and, and thank you
0: for Christmas. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thanks a lot, bye-bye. Cheers. Zenzile Lee, well, what a story and I think that if that's something you'd like to look into, I think that's really something to hear. Zenzile Lee is Maria McCabe's granddaughter and clearly very upset. I think it's worth knowing that and if you'd like to check out that website, it sounds like it may be next week, if not Check it again, www.miriammakeba.org miriammakeba.org We'll try and put that up on our Facebook page uh, at some stage. Well, let's find out a little bit about why. We've heard there from Zenzile just what a social activist she was. And we have on the line Advocate Sonwabile Manquotua to tell us a little bit about why they awarded Miriam McCaba the Ubuntu Honour for 2013. Hi, Advocate.
2: Good afternoon and good afternoon to our listeners.
0: Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about the Ubuntu Award for, first and foremost, the Ubuntu Honor. What is its purpose? What is it honoring?
2: This kind of uh, honor, which is a special honor called Ubuntu Honor, was conceptualized by the National Heritage Council in 2006 as a means to honor and give recognition to prominent persons. We have, over a long period in their lives, selflessly given and served their immediate societies, in some cases the entire world, and since the inception of these uh, awards, uh, the focus has been on awarding recipients and celebrating their achievements. We have realized that uh, to award individuals FOX or for X or Ubuntu, it cannot be equated to the value of the award itself. Hence, it was decided that uh, these uh, special awards should rather be referred to as Ubuntu honours instead of Ubuntu awards. Mm. Mm. As you know, that Ubuntu, as a as a practice, has been loosely uh, utilised beyond uh, clichés um-tung, um-tung, abandu. We thought of way a uh, way of really having a meaningful um, contribution to South African society, more especially at a time where we are facing this uh, social ills uh, scourge of uh, violence against women and children, um, and a a number of other unfortunate incidents. That uh, uh, Ubuntu is something, a potent tool, a DNA of a society, a statistical resource to to humankind. uh, That has to be utilized uh, in a meaningful way, infused with public policy, uh, beyond cliches. Hence, uh, these, these honors.
0: So you, in your view, Mary McCabe um, com- com- sort of encapsulated the spirit of Ubuntu, and as you would have heard there from Lee, her granddaughter, there's a little bit of unhappiness about her legacy, about uh, how her legacy of the memory of her and the memories of what she's done have perhaps not been honoured in perhaps a way that the family would have liked. So the sort of social projects that she's working, uh, that she worked on in her lifetime it's those that you are highlighting. Can you tell us a little more about them?
2: You are talking about values of uh, sacrifice, love, respect, humility, um, lustrousness, that all are to be found uh, in, a, in a, an icon like uh, uh, Um we, we, we can also say that uh, also we decided uh, to uh, convene this award to coincide with Human Rights Month. To highlight, again, human rights, a uh, violation, as you know that, uh, uh, you know, Makeba, even at the age, young age of uh, 18 months, uh, her mother was um, uh, arrested for selling African beer. Um, and uh, she spent, uh, you know, s- six months of her life together with her mother. Um, but, of, again, throughout her life, that was to really define uh, uh, who Maqaba was uh, she, here was a powerful and persistent voice um, that until uh, her passing away um, uh, retained that clarity and, 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 and change. Uh, she wanted to use music to change the world, so she was really a champion of ubuntu and, uh, and uh, many uh, things or many episodes of her life. Demonstrate that, you know, and through her music. Um, uh, she has been awarded uh, uh, by, by, by many, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, people. Throughout the, uh, her life, um, uh, uh, she, you know, a 30 year, uh, you know, ban in, uh, in South Africa, when she, her passport was revoked, uh, revoked by South African authorities at that time, she became a citizen of the world. She embraced Africa as a motherland and was very vocal against oppression of one by another. Her, her house in exile, for instance, opened doors to many who had uh, run away from oppressive governments mm-hmm. in Africa. And she showed that those who had given the country were fed and clothed and had a, a roof above their heads. And again, Makeba remained an African throughout. Remember in, 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 the, in the, what is the, the, the famous speech that, were, that uh, was referred to by uh, Lumumba, uh, remember when she uh, her passport was revoked? It was the time where she participated in that anti-apartheid movement documentary, and and uh, where she was again highlighting uh, this uh, you know oppression in South Africa, and again went to the United Nations and was glad that we've used this uh, this honor uh, to also to highlight highlight one of the most historic achievements not only for Makeba but for South Africa when. She spoke, uh, on, you know, uh, on the United Nations and, and again, uh, and made this clear call for isolation of South Africa, for what happened, amongst others, in Shabdi, and so forth. So we then saying that uh, this, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, Makeba, more than any other thing, really is an embodiment of, of not only music, but our own society. And we, uh, if you look at, for instance, language, she was a pioneer of of, of of language she sang to her own uh, you know a language uh, in, the, in the, those olden days and then and she was this meeting point between South Africa or Africa and the diaspora and and then and then she championed this what was later on this black consciousness to that was later on to be championed vocally by people like Steve Biko and Franz Fanon and meant means that she laid foundations of black consciousness and then that, that is why then we are saying in the International Council, I mean, even uh, later on, in the philanthropic work that uh, she, she, she did, um, uh, that is uh, the, the institution, the Center for the Girls, and uh, we hope to view again the International uh, Council that we, we really, uh, as we remember her, but also say what is it that we can do in order. To promote uh, that uh, her vision of helping others. Most yes, yes indeed, because if
0: I can just interrupt, there, you know, it's as Zanzili was saying, it's 50 years since she gave that icon- iconic speech this month, uh, or at least this year. On the 16th of July, it will be 16, uh, 50 years. Is it f- partly for that reason that you've chosen her this year as well? Because, they, you know, there's a big concern, the concerns that the family have are very, uh, very clearly a, a, a unhappy um, concerns that they have. It's been suggested that, you know, while she was a victim of human rights violations, certainly having her passport taken, her citizenship taken away from her in her lifetime, is there a concern that maybe her legacy is being violated?
2: As, uh, the, 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 you know, on that night um, of the 20th in Kalaga State, this is also what the research council highlighted there, that uh, as we remember this dimensional icon, we should also, you know, uh, recall that uh, she left, uh, uh, you know, as uh, an unhappy person uh, in the sense that, uh, she discovered at some point that she 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 didn't own the rights of of over of, over of, over of over her the music, mm. uh, the trade name, and 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 this is a battle that was to uh, you know ensue beyond you know her, you know have 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 passing away, and and this. Only does not affect her. You remember other luminaries like, uh, you know, Brenda Fassie uh, and uh, Solomon Linda. Uh, you know, in a famous piece, in a famous piece um Inbub, and uh, you know what is going on right now in the in the High Court uh, of Johannesburg. Uh, uh, that is uh, between a merger and, and, and as well as mm-hmm. um, uh, a style of music over traditional songs like Tula Baba No Matemba, Siwele, and so forth.
0: Well, As hopefully, we sadly, I'm afraid we are actually, I'm afraid that are advocate, to
2: to advocate. we are, advocate, we are out of it's time. that needs to be looked at. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks very much. Sorry to interrupt <coughs> you there. Thank you very much. Um, I was just going to say that maybe this is an opportunity to uh, reflect back on what's going on there. But that was advocate Sonobini Mankotkwa. He's the CEO of the National Heritage Council who have awarded, or at least uh, made Miriam McCabe, the late Miriam McCabe, a recipient of the Ubuntu Honor 2013. and I uh, I think, once again, perhaps it's a very good opportunity to reflect back on her legacy. Do check the site at some later stage, www.miriammakeba.org. In a minute, going to be talking to another icon, South African icon, here in South Africa. Uh, she is Zola Budd, and we're going to be finding out a little bit more about her training program, so do stay with us, but it's just after 1.30. Time for the news headlines with this Thank you very much, sender Otherwise, it is here on uh, SFM, Talking Women. Well. In a minute, we're going to be talking to another icon in South Africa, a little bit younger than Miriam McCabe, very much alive and getting ready to run the two oceans on Saturday right here in Cape Town. One hell of a grueling race. But first, a woman on the track. Um, okay, first, a woman on the track in a different way. She's Dr. Tandy Hall, who is cycling, her, going to be cycling her way through Africa and Europe to raise awareness. Um, uh, we, yep, yeah, we have got her on the line to raise awareness for the Elizabeth Glaser Pediatric HIV Foundation. We got her on the line to tell us how her training is going. Hi, Tandy.
3: Hi, Nancy. Nice to have it's you with fun. us. Thank you very much. We're really looking forward to our trip. Uh, my family and I, Leonardo, who's 10, husband Graham and myself, we're cycling on the 4th of April from uh, Pemba in northern Mozambique all the way to Paris. And um, we're doing this for the Elizabeth Glacier Pediatric AIDS Foundation, so really looking forward to that. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, all the way to Paris. How long yes. do you anticipate it's going to take you?
3: Um, we're leaving next week, and we plan to be there by um, the end of the year, so roughly eight months. Um, yeah, we, it's a really good cause, the Elizabeth Glacier Foundation. Elizabeth Glacier was an American that uh, acquired HIV through a blood transfusion. And she unknowingly passed it on to her daughter, Ariel, and son, Jake. Um, Ariel then died in 1988, um, and that's when Elizabeth uh, founded the foundation. And uh, then she passed away in, 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 um, in um, 1994. So the foundation does incredibly good work. Um, yeah, and and right, right,
0: uh, right across the continent. I believe it works in 13 African countries as well as India.
3: Yeah, so in 13 African countries and in India, we will be visiting a lot of sites en route. Um, so we'll be involved on a grassroots level, learning about how practical solutions on de- um, dealing with HIV, working as volunteers, and then calling South African media on a regular basis throughout our trips to share best practice with our country and also to to offer practical solutions and share best practice between the various countries. So that's the aim of of the trip.
0: As a doctor yourself, um, aside from being very sure about what your body and your husband and your son's bodies are capable of over the next few months coming up ahead, are you involved with HIV as well on a professional level?
3: I'm a a, a chiropractor by training. However, I have been involved in uh, working in the pharmaceutical industry for the last 15 years. So have seen grow, uh, HIV at grassroots level in this country, at Baraguanas Hospital till particularly and in the state sector throughout South Africa. Um, so, um, yeah, having seen it at grassroots level and also being involved um, as from last year, July, um, initiating outreach programs which started with Nelson Mandela's uh, birthday for the 64 Minutes pay it, uh, Paying It Forward um, initiative. Ever since then, I have been involved in outreach. But HIV, having witnessed the devastating effects of HIV, I'm particularly passionate about um, being, playing an active role and providing potential solutions.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about Nelson Mandela's birthday, hoping very much that he'll be with us for his next one. i um, sad to hear that he's gone back into hospital. But in a minute, we're going to be talking uh, to Zola Budd, who is busy training for the Two Oceans Marathon. What sort of training have you and your family been doing? Because I think, you know, food uh, and facilities are going to be few and far between as you go. Yes, so absolutely. How, how is your training going?
3: So the training has been pretty much um, non existent, to be honest. Um, both my husband and I race uh, for South Africa in long distance to athlon. And um, I won the long distance to athlon championships world champs in Switzerland in 1997. And I have completed 12 comrades marathons. However, having said that, I've been working really hard in the rat race in Johannesburg for the last two years. Um, So being pretty sedentary over the last two years, which means we will all have to dig really deep. Um, Because we're traveling with my son who is um, 10 years old, um, we estimate that we'll only be able to do around 50 to 60 kilometers a day, which is not that much. Uh, But then based on that, um, we may be between towns. Um, so we'll have to improvise when it comes to accommodation and food. We'll have to... Graham has got his fishing rod, so we'll be fishing, eating bush food, and whatever comes our way. And accommodation will be on the in the form of churches, schools, uh, camping on the beach, Staying with strangers, so a, a variety of different challenges
0: en route. Gosh, it's not exactly two weeks in Mauritius, is it? It's no. like a- <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you, Tandy, just uh, rather rudely? Can I ask you how old you are? And it's interesting that you you've been such an achiever in the sporting field over the years, but it sounds like there's been quite a long, uh, you know, period where you've been sort of on the touchline.
3: I'm 40 years old. I I, uh, battle with the training, um, being in the corporate environment, uh, but generally I pitch up for the events unprepared. Um, So that's the nature of my uh, character. So I'm re- we're really ready for this and can't wait to add value to uh, the countries that we will be, as well as to the South African community, in terms of uh, dealing with this um, devastating disease. Yeah,
0: well, it certainly sounds like you're ready in your mind. Um, hopefully, your body will follow suit. Is there a website <laughs> where people can uh, keep tabs on how you guys are doing?
3: Yes, uh, we've got a Facebook site, uh, Facebook, pemba to paris as well as a Twitter site, pemba with the lead, uh, figure 2 Paris that we've just set up um, and also uh, the Americans from the Elizabeth Glaser Pediatric AIDS Foundation um, will um, have a donation page it is available on our Facebook site um, which is PEMBA 2PARIS
0: Paris the Facebook two
3: site 2O oh, oh, oh on, on Facebook and uh, number and two, on Twitter. 2 on Twitter um, there will be a donation page um, this is a very big story in the U.S., and they've driven it really ho- a hard media campaign, and the Americans are supporting it all the way. Um, well, hopefully so we hope-
0: South Africa will be supporting it all the way too, and very best of luck. Exactly. It sounds like it's going to be a hard ride, but uh, <laughs> the three of you will do well, I'm sure. And uh, look forward to hearing about it as you go.
3: Thank you very Excellent.
0: much. Thanks for
3: your time. No, thank you.
0: Thanks, Nancy. Cheers. Do- Cheers. Dr. Chandy Hall, how is that for, uh, that, that's really quite something. Well, if you'd like to follow her, uh, follow her and her son, uh, and her husband Graham and her son Leo, their Facebook page is pemba to paris that's T-O-Paris, Pember to paris and the Twitter handle is Pemba2, the number 2 Paris, and there'll be a donation page. And hopefully we'll be able to pick her up uh, somewhere along the line and find out how she's doing. I'm not sure about living on the fish that they've caught. Yo, it's fairly grueling You're listening to Otherwise. Stay with us. Ever wondered how long it takes to renew your TV license? Why not pop into the Green Acres Mall from 26 to 31 March in Port Elizabeth and put us to the test.
3: Our friendly TV license staff will be able to update your address and contact details and even assist you with completing a monthly or annual debit order, as well as accepting payments via
0: cash, debit, or credit card. What's more, we also have an exciting competition where you can win a 32-inch LCD TV for free. So, for quick and convenient service, come visit the TV License Kiosk in the Green Acres Mall, Woolworths Court, from 26 until 31 March. TV Licenses, making a difference.
2: If you are the one, With hope for tomorrow,
0: with an appetite for change, with passion for your country. Join us in our drive to transform our society and nation. The
2: New Age, for a new perspective, for a positive outlook, for a united South Africa. The New Age, one country, one paper. Get your copy for only 3.50. A friendly reminder from
0: SARS... Friendly reminder from SARS that due to the Easter long weekend, all tax and customs payments due by the end of March must reach SARS by 4 p.m. on Thursday, the 28th of March. Payments must be made after the close of uh, payments made after the close of banking on this day will be marked as late payments and be liable for penalties and interest. Taxpayers who have scheduled payments to SARS for the last day of March at their banks or on e-filing are advised to reschedule these to Thursday, the 28th of March. SARS at your service.
4: Otherwise, with Nancy
0: Richards. On this Thursday, the 28th of March, and just before the long weekend, have you got wonderful things planned? Well, Zola Budge has planned to do a very long run. She's going to be doing the Two Oceans Marathon, which takes place on Saturday. Lovely to have you with us, Zola, in the studio. And it was interesting to watch your face as we were talking to Dr. Tandy Hall about the training that she is or isn't doing. Um, and uh, at the age of 40, it sounds like she's been quite an achiever in her early years, bit of a long stretch and back on track which is kind of your story as well
4: Yeah, thanks for having me um, yeah I think I think a lot of women go through an year um, in the life where they compete professionally or really competitively and then they have kids and they sort of back off from that and um, normally at the age of 40 your kids are a bit older and um, you have more time on your hands and so they get back to the sport um, not not necessarily competitive but in other ways and sort of the same, same thing happened to me as well.
0: Yeah. It's kind of the story of a woman's life, really, whether it's sport or whatever it she's involved in. If she is going to have children, there are going to be those years necessarily are going to be very mixed. You can be juggling a lot of things for better or worse. Do you think, I mean, looking back from where you are now, just a little bit older than Tandy, do you think it's better this second time around? Are you running with a different kind of mindset, different sort of
4: purpose? Yes, definitely. I think it's for me, it's better on a personal basis. Definitely, you, maybe on a on a performance basis, you're not running as fast as you should. But on an enjoyment level and performance level, what you get out of running, it's it's much higher than than what you would yeah, before.
0: Does does it mean that you have to put in? I, you say much, um, not not as fast as you should, or maybe as fast as you could. But it's maybe not about the speed. Perhaps it's it's more about your tenacity. Your your headspace is it completely different?
4: I mean, are you taking this on more for fun? I think you you've sort of that's my attitude. I'm not mm-hmm. a competitor anymore. I'm a I'm a participant. So that's a that's a, you may still be competitive against yourself and maybe have some personal goals you want to achieve, but it's not that you're going to the race as a competitor and thinking I can win the race or I want to being the top ten or whatever, you're mo- you mostly going to the race with your own goals and what you yourself mm. as a, um, want to achieve.
0: I wonder if that's true, you're not
4: competitive anymore, surely
0: once a competitor, always a competitor, I mean, do you
4: not see the finish line there with your name on it? No, not really, I think um, I think uh, for me, up into distances like the ultra ultras, it's, it's a whole new field, so I'm still although i'm 47 i'm I'm still very new to this so i i really am i'm very tentative about it and i approach it with a lot of respect especially the distance you have to have to have a lot of respect for it yes i would say and a a lot of respect for your body tell us a little bit about your
0: training program because i think this is the second year you've only the second year you've done the two oceans and you've
4: said that your training program this year is quite different from last in what way um, yes, I'm thankful to The Unlimited for making this possible. I'm running for The Unlimited. And, mm. and um, this year I decided not to do the Ultra at uh, Two Oceans because last year, my first year of doing Ultras, I, I overdid it. I did like three Ultras in two months, which I think was a bit too much. Where this, this year I decided to only do the half marathon and then um, try and, and run the um, race, not race the Comrades, but, but um, try and run a, a better quality Comrades at, um, in June. Okay, so you're only doing a half. Okay, my yes. mistake, I've been yeah. putting you doing the ultra. So you really will be able to have fun. Yes, definitely. Okay. And then I believe the half this half marathon is one of the or the most beautiful races in the world. So yeah. It I'm certainly sure. wasn't last year because no, you couldn't that's... see it because it was chipping down with rain. Yeah, the weather was horrendous. Yeah. People were joking and saying we're running the three oceans last year. <laughs> Absolutely. Did,
0: did one of the things I suppose about the two oceans, about the half, is that there, there is this sort of camaraderie, uh, which you know, which already takes away that sort of pressure of having to perform quite so much. Are you looking
4: forward to that? Yes, definitely. And and when you when you're in the race, not to be that competitive, you have more time to be relaxed beforehand and not worry about performance and what your competitors are doing and you're more part of the race and enjoying the atmosphere you still get nervous yeah I think every competitor before race have the jitters and that's normal but it's not on the same level as what it was uh, a few years ago
0: discuss your mind back a few years ago what did you feel the night before what did you feel on the morning or the the, just before the race
4: what was going how did you deal with your head how did you deal with those jitters um I I try to imagine that it's positive. Um you need that jitters to really perform at a higher level and um um it but it's that sometimes you you just got too stressed and then it would be harmful to your running. But normally the night before the race especially if it's an early morning race you don't really sleep that well and and you can't really because you have to get up really early and then run early in the morning. So it's normal for for runners to um to have a bad night before the race. So um but it, it's something you realise that's necessary, and it's part of part of com- the competition phase. Yeah.
0: What else is harmful to your body? I mean, at forty-seven, y- you know, you've got the you've got the benefit of wisdom, but you've got the the challenges of of everything being a little bit not quite as fast yeah. as it used to be. Um, in terms of eating, how do you look after your body? You're quite slender, which which is going to make
4: you faster. But do you eat? What, what's your eating pattern? I think I. Uh, my whole philosophy in life is to keep it as simple as possible because then the less can go wrong. And if you're very particular about what you eat, then um, you might not always get what you need before race, and it, um, it can be a bit upsetting. So um, I just eat what I used to eat when when I grew up, and I try to keep it simple and and just normally normal cooked food and and. Try to keep it healthy and then try to keep the deep fried yeah. out of it. But yeah. otherwise, <laughs> yeah, try and keep it simple and just, just eat normal food. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you know, just going back to the, the readiness, do you
0: think that, um, you, you know, certainly the two oceans, there are very young runners and very old runners. I think the oldest is, I don't know, there's, there's definitely 70s in there. Do you think that it's, as a runner, I once, uh, just recently I was reading that apparently a woman reaches her peak of prettiness at the age of 30 and a man reaches his peak
4: of beautifulness or whatever at the age of 34 do you think there's such thing as a peak time for a runner um yes there definitely is a peak time but it also depends on when you start out running i started out running at 14 so um and and i think i'm lucky to still be able to run um and still do ultras um, more than 30 years later so um but there is a especially for professional athletes you you get a like a window period between four eight years if you're lucky and then that's that's a time you can really be competitive competitive and run on a high level but it's not just physically it's also emotionally because it takes such a lot of effort and it's a very boring life to lead being a professional athlete or running the whole time that's your focus That's what you do all the time, and it can get really, very boring.
0: And presumably it can get really
4: quite dangerous.
0: You mentioned that last year doing three, was it three ultras? Three ultras, Was just too much. I'm sure it's Tim Noakes or maybe it's Bruce Bordice who said you should only do so many ultras a year or so many marathons a year. What, What works best for you?
4: Um... To be honest, I really don't like doing the ultras or the long runs. I, I still consider myself as a middle distance athlete, so maybe up to a half marathon and and even a marathon for me is a bit, bit of a far reach. Um, so I enjoy the short runs because you can do more of them each year and you can do them regularly without any really harmful effect on your body. But I do find doing all the long <clears throat> the long training runs and, and the long distances does have a. You have to be really careful and make sure your body recovers enough between between your runs and between okay. the races.
0: Wasn't it interesting to hear about Dr. Tandy Hall going off with her husband and her ten-year-old son uh, on this long cycle trip? What about your children? Do any
4: of them any of them run? Do you encourage them to run? It's really strange because um, <clears throat> when when I had my first child, I decided to take everything. Away and put I put all my medals and pictures and everything away because I wanted them to, to get to know me and 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 also to be their own persons and mm. uh, and find out what they really want to do in life and eventually my oldest daughter um, she's in high school and she ended up choosing running as a one sport and my son started running as well so my husband told me you can't keep them away from running any longer. <laughs> So I encourage them to run, but I, um, but not competitively. It's, um, I'll, I'll be encouraged, but but they have to lead.
0: Yeah. So you put all your things away, not so much to sort of not or to discourage them, but so much that you weren't overshadowing them.
4: Yeah, I think it's important for my kids and and to find out what they want to do in life because um, they. I, I didn't know what, what talents they mm-hmm. had, and just because I was a runner doesn't mean they had to be runners as well.
0: And um, what do you want out of life? What do you want out of your Two Oceans half marathon? What time do you are you aiming for?
4: I think for the half marathon, I'll be really pleased if I can average about four minutes a K, which is about 84 minutes. I'll be, I'll be pleased if I can do that. And what's your biggest threat? What about those two Russian girls? <laughs> they be on your heels. <laughs> they're going to be like I don't, I don't think they're going to be in the same race that I'm going around, but maybe at Comrades. But I'll see them at the start and I'll see them again at the finish. Zola <laughs> Bard, it's been
0: an absolute joy. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful run. I hope may the weather may the weather behave this year because it was pretty Thank ghastly you. last year. Thank you very much. Very best of luck. Thank you. That was Zola bird, and this has been otherwise. Thanks to the team. That's uh, Havel Maguirenyik and uh, Derek Fordice.